Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the grief editor of Woman and Home and Woman magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, What's on TV and TV Times magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 10th of March 2023, including the Paramount Plus supernatural teen drama School Spirits and the return of Idris Elba's Luther in a Netflix movie spin-off. And we'll also be checking out the latest investigation in the ITVX Morecambe set crime drama The Bay and sipping on some moonshine courtesy of Creevy. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Jodie Whittaker will star in Paramount Plus's six-part Australian set drama One Night, which is about three best friends whose lives were torn apart by a traumatic event 20 years ago. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Michelle Keegan playing a gritty part again and Richard Armitage have teamed up for Netflix's adaptation of Harlan Coben thriller Fool Me Once about a woman who starts to believe her murdered husband isn't really dead. Ooh, creepy. Ooh. Fool me once, shame on you. Isn't that the saying? Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. I think we've got a good selection this week. But before we get on to the main course, Luther, we're going to start on Freevee with a new series called Moonshine, which arrives on Friday the 10th of March. And here's a clip. It's nice she's taking an interest. She'll be tired of us and back to New York soon enough. I, Felicia Finley, leave my piece of the moonshine to my least hated niece. Lydia. Nine episodes of this one is set in Canada. It's a comedy drama set in Nova Scotia, Hannah, of all places. It ha- I had to look that up today. Mm. I didn't realise mm. that it was a, it's a, it's um on the Atlantic side, isn't it? It is. So it's not very. It's not actually not very far away by plane. Yes, it's anyway it's near Newfoundland, isn't it? Mm. Where I've been, so. funnily enough. Anyway, it's been described in some quarters as a succession-style show. I'm going to put the mockers on that straight away. <laughs> it is not like Succession, which is absolutely superb. It's a very different kettle of fish, but it is about a family and inheritance. So. There's the Finley Cullens, most of whom work on this. It's a sort of um, lodge-style holiday resort, not unlike the one Jason Bateman runs in that brilliant Netflix series, Ozark. Okay, so the oldest sibling has come home for a family funeral, and you meet the rest of them. I think the brother's in rehab, one sister's kind of a local DJ, which doesn't really ring true. Um, And then, oh, she's a stepsister, sorry, half-sister. Another sister really resents the one who's gone away. She's called Lydia, the one that's gone away and come back. She's a celebrity architect who's married with kids. Anyway, long story short, it's the aunt's funeral, and then there's the the, the announcement of the will. And surprise, surprise, (laughs) Lydia unexpectedly has inherited a large share of the family business okay for various reasons she decides yes i am going to i think i'm going to stay and live here again and and try and turn this place around and secrets will be revealed about the background of the business etc etc so when i started watching it i must say i thought i didn't really like it i thought the characters were 
really unconvincing, almost like kind of caricatures. The dialogue was pretty bad. It's very soapy, really. Uh, quite a pot boiler. But it is entertaining, I have to say. If you can kind of get beyond that, it is quite fun. So by the end of episode one, I was really quite enjoying it, I must say. So I don't know what you made of this, Hannah. Did you like it? Well, it's, I thought it was a bit protracted. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's sort of, it does it does engage you. You do kind of, you get so, very quickly reeled in when you're not expecting it to. I thought it was quite chaotic. It's quite dramatic at times. And obviously, I do think there are elements. I think probably the reason that we are a bit more hooked than we think we should be is there are kind of themes that running running through it that we probably all relate to, you know, whether it's sibling rivalry or, you know, kind of relationship troubles or what have you. But I think at never any one given moment are you sitting there relaxed, suddenly your head's turned somewhere else because there's another something going on or you're finding something else out. So, And that's what I mean by a bit chaotic. So I think it's it's sort of quite dramatic and it's just, um, yeah, it is quite it is quite engaging and I, I feel sort of more engaged than I should do with it, I think. And my old bugbear, of course, Hannah, why are so many people in TV shows architects? You, know, you never meet architects in uh, in real life. In the they're, real they're ten a penny on TV. But anyway, that's by the by. Now, this is the big one. Very exciting. Also arriving on Friday the 10th of March. It is on Netflix, the feature film Luther, The Fallen Son. And here's a clip. You promised me you could help you know what they did to my son? I need to stop this man. I'm still a copper. Not anymore. And if you refuse to stand down, tactical unit will shoot you dead. <sighs> Luther, the fallen son, where do we start? Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown or a bit of a lowdown on this, and then I'm going to hand over to you, Ian. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an absolute massive fan of Luther, and we've waited a long time, haven't we? Actually, four years <laughs> for something else to come out. So this is, this is, a, this is a film, um, and it's something quite different. And I, I suppose it's part of me that always worried, or I always worry when something so good comes back and it ruining... Um, or damaging the sort of love affair that I had with it originally, if you like. And, um, and, and Luther certainly was that because I think it was that very first episode um, where he was hiding under the bed and I still check under my bed. I mean, that's how much <laughs> it really scared me. Um, so he's back. Um, and this is massively, massively... Um, action-packed it is bigger and it is better and it's all in one place you don't have to wait or i know we all binge things but you know there's no gap it's just this is just one big thing and it's absolutely um, enchanting and i think everyone will absolutely love it so you'll see that um you'll see luther is is kind of haunted by stuff from the past and he wants to he still wants to be a detective but he's behind bars and he will do anything he can to um get out and try and um convict get hold of uh, this killer that's on the loose now what's really interesting about this i think is that how far we've moved on in four years because of course We've had COVID-19, haven't we? We've had the lockdowns, you know, never far away from, from the headlines. And um, we see them actually address that time. Um, and, and this killer that, that Luther absolutely wants to, you know, get 
is um, revealed as tech billionaire David Roby. And he uses this very sinister cutting edge software to commit crimes. Um, and, and, and it's because of these COVID-19 lockdowns. So it kind of, um, it, I suppose it plays on all of our fears. It's quite scary. And I think that when, when people start using tech, um, to commit crimes. It's sort of beyond our control. I mean, obviously, knife crime and, you know, guns, and it's all absolutely terrifying. And this is just something, this is like a, this is just another kind of level, I suppose, of, of us not having any control at all. Um, but this is, I think, absolutely excellent. I, 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 I mean, I absolutely love Idris Elba. Anything that he's in is, is, a, is a winner for me. I was really excited to see this. I'm going to let you take over, Ian, because I know you're an absolute huge fan. But this is completely action-packed, isn't it, from beginning to end? You're right. It rattles along at a furious pace. And quite early on, uh, Luther is in prison and of course a policeman in prison you can imagine what what that's like and he manages to break out it i mean i love the fact how how elbert really underplays luther that is why it works so well he doesn't get histrionic at all does he um but this is certainly this is more like a sort of full-on action movie possibly even something like a bond film because it's got this kind of super villain who ends up having this underground lair far away and that's where the big showdown happens so the best thing well one of the best things about it apart from idris of course who is great as always they've cast andy circus as this crazy plotting killer and he is he's mesmerizing in this he's so charismatic and he's just really he, he played Gollum of course and he's done various other things he is superb in that role I guess I mean the conceit of people being spied on by things like their sort of bluetooth speakers and their tellies and all the tech that we've got and tvs and so on all the tech we've got on our home the idea that that someone is spying on you and then blackmailing you because it's discovered what you're doing whether you're having an affair or whether you're looking at what you shouldn't be on on the internet that's a really good conceit and so he's blackmailing various people the plot does i kind of it certainly stretches credulity where it goes with that and and by the end of it i still wasn't really sure why this even though he does a lot of monologuing in the final scene um i wasn't quite sure why he'd done all this and and the the denouement does go on for quite a long time i would say but i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i think it's brilliantly done i mean there's one amazing set piece which takes place at piccadilly circus on the street and you know there's armed police that there's there's well i won't say what's happening but there's an amazing stunts going on i mean it must have been a hugely challenging to stage and it's it's really well done but yeah as i say i mean people have often talked about the fact that elba would be a great james bond and, and based based on this he he certainly would but andy circus more than anything he would be a terrific bond villain because he's basically you know he he is the scene stealer he he, he is amazing every time he comes on screen it just absolutely lights up so yeah it's a rattling good yarn it goes along at a hectic pace plenty of action ingenious plotting so yeah if you like luther you're going to love this but you don't need to have watched luther to enjoy it i would say 
Next up on ITVX, it's the return of the Morecambe set crime drama The Bay. And here's a clip. There's somebody in the back garden. Oh my God. Where's Mark? Oh, get out now! This is now a murder investigation. They've lost their mum, the dad can't cope, and there's a child with learning difficulties. Was this family deliberately targeted? If so, who by and why? So this is series four, and it's one of those shows in which the main, or one of the main characters, the family liaison officer at the heart of it, was played by Morven Christie for series one and two, and then Marsha Tomlinson came in for series three, and again is in this... It's a show which sort of stands and falls, I would say, on the quality of the guest cast, because in each new series, the case revolves around a family who've been affected by crime. And so this DS Jen Townsend, played by Marsha Thomason, she liaises with the family, while D.I. Tony Manning, played by the lovely Daniel Ryan, he investigates the crime. Okay, so we've got we've got our regulars, our series regulars are back. But this new family, it starts with a house fire in which someone dies. Spoiler alert. That happens right at the beginning. So you've got this traumatised family. And Joe Armstrong plays the the widowed dad. And he is superb, I must say. Really, really good. Um, and, and that's, I think, what really draws you in. What's nice to see this time around is uh, poor old Daniel Ryan. I think he normally gets landed with what you would call the Basil exposition role, if you like your Austin Powers. It's like the character who just kind of reiterates, okay, this is where we're at with the investigation. This is what we're going to look at. This is what could be happening. Well, this time around, I'm pleased to say, uh, we're finding a bit more about what Tony's getting up to away from the police station and that is quite intriguing. You've also uh, got Claire Goose guest starring as the ex of Jen's new partner. And and as always, as well as her dealing with family, troubled families at work, she's got family problems of her own. She's in this new blended family. She's got two kids. Her new partner has a, has a teenage daughter. So it's reliably good. The Bay you know what you're going to get and 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 there's there's a lot of red herrings as usual so yeah if you if you've watched and enjoyed the previous series i would say it's it's absolutely up there in terms of quality compared to the others and yeah i always enjoy it and i'm kind of invested in the bay because i've been on set and i've chatted to the to the actors so i'm i'm a bit biased but i i think it's a it's a good it's a good twisty crime drama with with a with a very strong family element to it is this something for you hannah i like a crime drama i really do but i particularly like um and you 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 spoke about it i could i like the fact that you see what goes on outside of their work because otherwise it just i think it becomes quite dry and you get to see sort of relationships and families at work outside of the kind of the, the grittiness of the, 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 the crime, if you like, and the drama, when that's obviously drama, but the drama that surrounds their families too. So I, I really like it. I, I, I think it's, um, I mean, it's got to work, hasn't it? This is, you know, this is keeps going and going and going. And I think it does, as you say, kind of hang on who the family is um, and, and how good they are. But I, I really enjoy the bay. Well, we're going to finish off on Paramount Plus 
with another new series. This time it's a supernatural drama called School Spirits. And here's a clip. Well, we have a new student with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Madison Nears. Everyone calls me Maddie. Welcome to the Split River High Afterlife Support Group. Would you like to tell us a little about yourself? How'd you die? Supernatural doesn't go hand in hand with my name, does it? But I really, really quite liked this because it's just a bit silly. Um, so it, it isn't really silly. It just it, the kind of the way the the narrative goes. It just sort of it, it kind of makes you giggle, and it, it feels quite tongue in cheek in places. Of course, it has to be because um, although creepily, I think there's sort of a pandemic vibe here because um, this is influenced by the pandemic. Apparently, the story, but there's. Um, it's set in a in in a school, as you'd imagine, school spirits. The spirits being ghostly ones, um, and there's absolute chaos because um, there's been a disappearance of a girl called Maddie Nears, but actually she is dead, um, and she's stuck in the afterlife. So the principal is telling everybody. Um, that there's somebody gone missing and they, you know, and, and all the rest of it, people are scared. There's people talking about, you know, there's blood all over the janitor's office and you know, people whispering, whispering. And there is this teen, Maddie, um, sat watching all of this. So we can see her, um, but no one, no one in that room within it can see her. And there he is. They're all very upset, really scared. In the same breath, he goes, "And here comes our dance troupe. They're going to do." And it's very sort of, um, it is very tongue in cheek throughout. I think, and I, I think that is partly probably why I like it because it just doesn't take itself too seriously. And there are other people that so she doesn't know. Um, she just has sort of uh, small parts of memory of what's happened to her that she tries to piece together. But there are other people that have died in that school and she can speak and they can see those dead people. So we can see them all as if they're just normal people. Um, but of course, they're actually dead. And um, there were eight episodes here. I, and and I, I think I probably would watch all of them just to see where this ends but it's it is quite light-hearted particularly in comparison to something like luther we've just spoken about which is absolutely brilliant this is not going to be going down in history but it's a it's a it's a bit of fun um if you can call someone dying in a school corridor a bit of fun what do you think <laughs> yeah i did quite enjoy it i think it's not particularly aimed at my demographic but i would describe it as um the breakfast club for the afterlife you know the old john hughes classic 80s movie and it is well done it's got payson list who was in cobra kai which we've talked about previously so she plays maddie and so yeah it's set in an american high school which we're all familiar with all the tropes from there and as you say she 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 gets to meet I mean, there were quite a lot of people seem to have died in this school. <laughs> but she meets these other characters who have all died. And one of them is really kind of sulky, kind of like slightly gothy girl who's sort of in her in her face. And she's going to try and solve the mystery. I mean, for some reason, she can't remember what happened. She can remember a lot of things, but she can't remember how she died. So it's going to be about unraveling the mystery of, yeah, OK, how did she die? Was she murdered? And we see that she was seeing this boy... 
and um, could he be responsible? And we sort of see her friends grieving. So, yeah, I think it's quite clever. I think it's it's quite well done. And it does have that slight flavour of those kind of 80s high school John Hughes movies that we that we all loved so much. So, yeah, worth a look, I would say. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on this week. So, yes, what have you been watching? Well... I'm going to say every week just for the foreseeable Saturday night takeaway. So I'll leave that hanging there. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. Um, but also, I've been watching Kirsty and Phil and Love It or List It. I don't know if you've watched any of that, but I absolutely love it. <laughs> they don't always list it like they'd want, they, but I, I really enjoy it. Okay. Well, the bad news for me is that uh, Married at First Sight Australia is back. So it's goodbye to my evenings for the foreseeable future um and yes the usual suspects the apprentice of course and the wonderful great pottery throwdown now we've just got time to look ahead to next week's pod so what are we going to be talking about hannah Kieran Knightley stars in the true story of the reporters who realise a serial killer is at large in Boston Strangler on Disney+. And Meryl Streep, Kit Harrington, Sienna Miller and more battle the effects of climate change in the ambitious anthology series Extrapolations on Apple TV+. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Keep watching...